Beers and Birds. Run, 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 run. Hey, hey. Welcome to Beers and Birds. <laughs> we drink beer and talk about the Eagles, and then more we drink seltzers because we're trying to be good to ourselves. Uh, I'm here. I'm Rob Wheeling. I'm here with Brad. I love Corona Seltzers. Weaver. Oh, it's good stuff. Zero carbs. Zero carbs, baby. That's what we're looking for. I'm drinking the same thing. And Mike, I don't give a shit. Still drinking IPAs, and we love him for it. That's right. Go Alex Caceres. Way to whip that boy, Chase Hooper. Way to go. Yes. Yes. Alex Caceres, you're a hero to Mike. You won him $10. Rando UFC talk. Here we come. Rando UFC talk because he can't bet on anything else right now. But you can come listen with, to us, and we're going to talk about the roster assessments uh, today. Roster assessments, because I can say words correctly. And we're going to talk about, but we're going to first start out with the wide receivers. We're going to talk about a whole lot of things, but today we're going to start about the wide. Right now we're going to start with the wide receivers. Currently there are 14 wide receivers on the roster. Guys, what do you think about this conundrum of who we have? We'll start with Alshon, that great, great uh, wide receiver. That's, that's a, that's a full-on conundrum to start out with. It is. Yeah, 14 people on the roster. Obviously, some of them are... Not going to make it. Some of yeah. them are camp fodder. Um, Alshon, do you think he takes a snap? I, I can't think as so. As an eagle. Because Kemsky's all on no, no, no. All the talk is no. But, I mean, for him to still be on the roster after, you know, the trash talking he's done. Because um, they find by the way, he just, was, he's the leak, right? Yeah. And, by the way, Justine Anderson just got let go yeah. by ESPN. <laughs> oh, so, I did see that. Uh, yeah. The weasel. The the. Um, mouthpiece for the weasel got released. So. so okay, so you're saying no on Alshon? Because I agree. I have to think no. So what I, is the whole scuttlebutt? I, mean, I, I still, down like, like why, he's going to be traded, he, right? Why is he still on the roster? I guess that's my well, question. Because there's a the, money. They, I heard they're still looking to like trade him, but who who would honestly who would pay for that? Like he's injured. He hasn't had a good year in a while. Um, he's a rat. He's paid a lot of money. So what team would give like for Howie to hold out? You're not selling him, bro. That's for sure. Yeah, zero teams. Howie to hold out hope that you're gonna trade him. I mean, barring flipping him to Bill O'Brien, who clearly (laughs) operates four years ago. (laughs) I guess there's always a fool, right? (laughs) Right. Um But that's why I kinda think and I think I think I misspoke earlier, but I kind of think Alshon might play for the Eagles again, just because they're pot committed to his contract, and no team will take that on. Well, and I did think that um, I read that if they do, um, if they are able to trade him, there's less of a cap impact. Okay, and, and the Eagles are. This is a technicality, and there are a lot of things that are going to be adjusted, but they're fifty million over the cap next year. So they're going to have a lot of cap implications to deal with. I have to think that it's cap related. I can't think it's like they want to bring him back or he's going to be a part of the team. No. I just have to think they're doing the smart thing for cap ramifications. I, yeah. I have to guess. I don't know. I think how – I mean they're trying to do a, a a poor job of selling him as if he still could be a piece on the off chance you could say, trade him because that's by far the best option. Yeah. But that's not going to happen. Right, right. And it's one of those. If you trade him, you have to give up valuable draft picks to right. You have some. You, you cut him and you save zero dollars. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So they might as well let him work out in the building. If he provides a few third downs later in the year, like whatever, it's it doesn't make any sense to cut him. Well, yeah, I mean, th- he, he still has some value to them. I mean, 
Assuming no, he's but, not a cancer. But he's also That's coming true. off that Liz Frank yeah, sprain, and you don't true. know what he has after that. That's ruined many But then why are they still keeping him if it's that bad? I mean, because Liz Frank's fucking him up. Because, because, like I said, if you trade him, it has better cap implications than if they just keep him. And cutting cut him, him basically does nothing. Right. So I guess they're just going to drag him. And, and that's really. Howie's fault for guaranteeing his uh, oh. contract, which doesn't get brought Howie up Howie should take that L. Yep. Howie, yeah, Howie said, we don't want to lose you. Um, we're not going to, we'll guarantee your next year to be here. And that was just around the same time that he started talking trash to Josina. And then yeah. all of a sudden, right after that, they were trying to trade him. It didn't happen. He's still on the team. He shouldn't play at all. He won't. He won't. The, the way they drafted, they didn't draft those other players to not try to make the I team. I think he might so, play. Uh, oh, really? You still think they're trying to trade him? Or you think they have value and you think that they think they can get something from him? I think Howie's hoping in like a snake eyes situation, maybe you can get something for him. But if not... Well, well who then, do you think would take him? Who would take him at this point? Anybody need a wide receiver that bad? Because sadly, it was a I wide receiver thick draft. With that, with that contract. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, it was a great wide receiver draft. And with that contract, nobody's willing to take him. Eh, maybe it's, the Packers. Maybe the Packers do something. They realize they do love a broken Alan down Lazard's the not their number two. They don't have a number two. I don't know what their cap room situation is. But if they think they're competing, I'm spitballing. Why would you trade I mean, hopefully. I mean, honestly, Alshon hasn't had a thousand-yard year in like five years. He was never even that effective good. on the Eagles ever. I like, agree. He's he made good. some good catches. He made some key catches when he needed to. He was to better than what we had. We had right. We That's had pretty bad receivers. Had. He was brought in. He was good. He was healthy that That's first year. That's why you should draft that good really and not be, be in a position where you got to do this. That yeah. should be like under his name. He's better than what we had. That's Alshon At Jefferson. the time when they acquired him. There's, right. And there's some yeah. other teams that also have crap currently. Who who has bad like who has wor- wide receivers worse than us or bad? Well, well, not only like Alshon, like you have to base it on what he is now, and he's coming off a of Liz Frank and and has no productivity for the past couple of years. I mean, oh, I love thirty year old slow wide receivers coming off a of Liz Frank. Oh I love that. God. Did you see him getting off the line of scrimmage? Who are terrible locker room guys? <laughs> the best. The best. Yeah, so he's I, a glorified tight end. I can't Hard understand Hard to keep that. them in stock, yeah. I heard. Yeah, I, I can't fully <laughs> understand that. And, yeah, I think he's... Uh, you I, think I he's gone. I think he'll play some snaps, even though I don't think he's any good. So you think they'll drag him through the year then? Like, yes. Like, he'll be just be like, oh, Alshon's here because well, chances are some, half you guys are going to go down. So we need I mean, some. he's here just because it One makes body. no sense to cut he's better him. than Matt Collins. And, and his, his, yes. His, yes. His, his contract this year is guaranteed. So regardless of whether you cut right. him or not, you're paying him X. So, so if we well, can't trade him, which we won't be able to, right. he'll be on the team. Yeah, I think you're right. So do you think he'll be the starter then? I, I think he's, he's still going to start the year on pop. Who right. Knows? Yeah. With this injury, he's not going to be prepared to start the beginning. <laughs> if the season starts when it's supposed right. to. This is like um, a week eight situation. Yeah. Yeah. No. He's And yeah. with COVID and not being able to rehab at the facility, who knows what kind of shape he's in. He so, might not be able to play till December. He might not be able to play again. He might not be able break. to play this year. Oh, good. He'll yeah. be able to retire an eagle. Good for him. All anyway, right. who we got next? Speaking of people who should retire an eagle, how about Deshaun Jackson and people with older older wide receivers with uh, injuries? I think uh, we think uh, D. I mean, Jackson fits in there. I'm tentatively 
excited to see what Deshaun can do this year. But he you looked know, good in that one game; like he was torching them. And he uh, prior to that injury, he usually had played like twelve to fourteen games a year. If you can get somewhere near that with Deshaun there, um, was it? He was a. It was a. Was it a? It was a sports hernia. What was his? Yes. Okay. Correct. And he it was misdiagnosed, and he didn't have the surgery Is when that he could have. Okay. He delayed right. the surgery. Then when he had it, it pushed him out till the second week right. of the playoffs. The Eagles weren't able to win the first week of the playoffs, and yeah. weren't able to get him back because of a dirty hit. Another knock on the on the on the medical staff. Yeah, who's been replaced? Right? Then they replaced the medical staff. Right. They they replaced him last year too. And now they replaced him this year again. Yeah. Well. Right. Mm, apparently they didn't get the right fucking guys. Did they? Right. No, I'm sure they will this time though. Relatively speaking, <laughs> I'm assured yeah, of this. They, they, I've been assured. The past three years, the Eagles have had bad luck with injuries, and um, they certainly probably didn't handle this one all that well. But Deshaun showed that he still, when healthy, I mean that Washington game, he was phenomenal. I mean, he was yeah. He, he was the reason why we were able to win that game. Right. We you, were getting crushed early, and uh, you don't need to be anything catches. than what he is, yeah. and it fits perfectly because Carson's probably only plus accuracy trait is deep. Yeah, yeah. and he's the deep ball guy. Man. Yeah, and and you don't want to have your team like come in with all rookies. I know they drafted a lot of speed guys, but you don't want Deshaun not able to play right. because. A veteran has the ability to get open, knows the tricks of the trade. Um, to think that two out of three of these rookies can just step in and replace Deshaun. Right. That's that's not right because Deshaun, when healthy, is a fantastic receiver and does what this offense needs them to do. And everybody will benefit from Deshaun being healthy. I agree. The tight ends, I mean, I think Ertz and- best trade is just opening the offense for right. guys like Ertz and Goddard. Ertz, Goddard. Because you have to have someone on. Right? Ertz, yeah. Goddard, yeah. and the slot receiver will- benefit greatly like the field will be stretched they won't compress like they did last year so we saw how it worked last year we're, we're hopeful it was hopeful. good i right. mean you got to take it with a grain of salt i mean he is coming off that injury he's 34, he's 34. throwing in the season so um yeah that's gonna be yeah gonna like be hopefully it was an anomaly not not a sign of things to come yeah i i mean his career is coming he's this may be his last year with the eagles but you're hoping for one year where you get 12 to 14 games out of him. So he's always going to have those hamstring issues he always had. But uh, hopefully he's able to come back from the sports hernia and uh, do good things. So fingers crossed with him. You, I don't know what you can count on or can't not count on, but I think right now they're hoping that he's going to be the number one um, X. Deshaun? Or, or what's the uh, outside number one? Z. Z. So the Z. The Z is the – I always think of it, yeah, the Z is the Todd Pinkston type. And the X is a slot. I think the X is the T.O. possession, J.J.R. Sega-Whiteside, Alshon on the other side. Isn't that the X? And the Y is the I think the slot. Y is the slot. Okay. Um. So, yeah, if he can be the speed guy and train these rookies, I mean, they have uh, – to bounce into the third thing, they have three rookies with speed. They've got um, right, Quez and Hightower and, and Goodwin. Yeah, the, all, those three are basically all. Eh, one of you are probably backups for Deshaun. Mm. I think they're hoping Rager can do what Arcega Whiteside couldn't, which was play the X possession on the other side. And there's some talk that there's still hope that Arcega Whiteside can uh, develop into something. And yeah, play the you X, know right. right. There, there was a um, I guess he did an interview with his uh, where's he from Spain? I think the, he did a uh, foreign podcast and he was talking about like uh, his problems were injuries, but 
Welcome to the NFL. Every player deals with injuries, so I think that was a horrible excuse. But the other part of it was learning three positions, which I think can slow you down a little bit. So he was trying to learn all three at one time. So maybe if he's able to focus on one position, be a second year in the league, maybe he can be a – I don't ever think that he's going to be worthy of a second-round pick, but maybe he can be a contributor. And that's what we can – Yeah. We just need somebody who can help out. Yeah. Just someone who can run a solid route with decent hands, man. That's all we're going to really need you to do. Just shit. The bar is not crazy high, which is why I hope they don't make Rager try and play three positions right away. Right. Which is why in in the short term, in the short term, it's an issue because where does he play? But in the long term, like he probably can do all three. Yeah, I think it's probably in the slot. It's probably J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Ward in the slot, the the challenge. I think they're going to try to play um, uh, Rager on the outside. And that would be actually something competing with Arcega-Whiteside? No, I think J.J. Arcega-Whiteside and Greg Ward are competing for the slot. Rager is on one side and Deshaun on the other. You think just that speed, speed. You think they... Say, white side, you lost your opportunity for the outside this year. Can you play the slot in a Jordan Matthews type role? Right. And I think that, like, for Greg Ward has his limitations. He's just a catch guy. I like Greg Ward. I, I mean, he's okay. So, but you well, can do better. I mean, compared, but I, well, I guess it's compared to everybody else on the team. But, but I but I think you can do better. <laughs> I, I think you can do better, whether it be size, what have you, like, stretch the field a little bit more. I mean, Greg Ward's a poor man's Jason Avant. He's kind of that low yards per catch, catch the ball consistently. Like the one thing nice about Ward is in a team with drops, he was consistent right. about catching the ball. Right. So that's a big deal. On he a good team, he's your wide receiver four. Yeah. yeah well, just, where, does, where does Goodwin fit in for you guys, the, the, the recent acquisition from San Francisco? He doesn't. No. Because he was on I. He, just, he, 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 he was cut from Buffalo and then went. On a, then he went to San Francisco and went on yeah. IR. Is that was his? I mean, San Fran essentially traded him for a bag of peanuts, so he's <laughs> they, nothing. They swapped six round picks. So, right. Um, oh, is he? They just, basically gave him away for free. He oh, had, they, for, to get rid of the cap. Hit they the they sent out an email. They said anyone who gives us anything, literally anything, you can take him. And how he's like, well, you want to move back twenty picks? Well, yeah, he had he had a, just over nine. You want to move up twenty picks in his best year, a couple years back, round? prior to injuries, he had nine hundred yards. So, even at his best, prior to injuries, yeah, he was only he was never a dominant guy. He's just speed guy. So, how he got this in his mind? Everybody was talking trash about how he didn't value speed, so he went all speed. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's a fine bet, but it's a very low percentage bet i think it's a low hit. risk low reward like it uh, you didn't have to sacrifice I mean, much but like i mean i guess considering what he what he paid for him if the guy provided anything it's a win and i don't even know if he'll provide anything do you yeah. think he'll make it the training camp you think he's gonna be a cut he might get cut he could i mean you have he you already have, agreed to another contract for dirt cheap money oh wow so, so jj arcega whitesides on that cheap rookie contract he's dead he's um, got a roster spot locked in even if he, he sucks. does and uh if those rookies show i feel like they're gonna just right. like you got dj they're already pot committed to alshon yeah. rager's locked in we already said jj's locked in we think greg ward is not gonna lose his spot because he plays a solid role that's five 
Yeah, I mean, uh, and that's hard to say. And 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 so one of those, you figure one of those two rookies is going to, sh- you hope, is going to show right. something. Hightower or Watkins, they're battling each other. Probably one gets a roster spot, one gets a practice squad. Position. Right, and you hope that he, the one. Right. Well, and Goodwin can't go to the practice squad. Like, I doubt he makes the team. Yeah, I I think it's unlikely. So they they downgraded his contract to 1.5 million guaranteed. Mm. Um, so I think there is a little bit of hesitance on their part to cut him. But then again, you you put draft capital into these rookies. Do you want to yeah. risk them on practice squad and have some other team pluck them? Right. I mean, maybe Goodwin shows up healthy, but that seems unlikely. And well, yeah, I mean, Kyle Shanahan's no dummy. I mean, for him to like. Give him away for a bag of peanuts right. is, yeah. They know the guy better than anyone else does. That's somebody that they said, this guy, we don't even think he can be the number five on our team. They, so. he, they said, get GTFO. <laughs> More or less. So get him. Yeah, we have, a, we have a lot of things. I guess there are some camp battles that are going to go on here. And uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah, I, I'm not. If camp happens, I'm interested in the Hightower Watkins battle for sure. Would you like to know how Lads has the uh, the Eagles, the Eagles wide receiver positions right now? Yeah, left wide receiver is right now number one. Alshon Jeffrey followed by John Hightower, then some man named Deontay Burnett, Marcus Green, and Manasseh Bailey. Five. <laughs> That's part of the 14 wide receiver signed yes, uh, contingent that we have there. And then you got your right wide receiver. That is Deshaun, number one, or second, Whiteside, two. Shelton Gibson at number three. Quez Watkins is number four. Then you have the SW wide receiver. That's uh, Jalen Rieger, uh, Marquise Goodwin, Greg Ward, Jr., and Robert Davis, and then Khalid Tate. So you think, well, Khalil of, Tate is a quarterback <laughs> from Arizona that they're trying to convert to a wideout. So to think that he's – I'm oh. surprised he even made the actual <laughs> roster because he is uh, – well, crazier things have happened. Sometimes somebody's so – he's like Greg Ward three years ago? Somebody surprises at times, but for to expect somebody that was a yeah, quarterback Greg in Ward college – Greg Ward was a quarterback, right? Yeah. He was. Yeah. He was. So he's like Braxton Miller? So, yes. That, Khalil Tate is a practice squad player at best. So if he surprises and, and he's very skilled. He had many, many like 200-yard rushing games as a quarterback at Arizona. But uh, I don't know how that translates to a wideout. It's just that. <laughs> Sounds like it likely doesn't. No. Uh, he's going to sit on the practice squad and no one's going to claim him. His time is next year's training camp. Yeah, so that's we, his time to prove he can play or not. But is that roughly the positions you see these guys playing? Like, do you think our our second wide side is going to be the right wide receiver? Like, I guess there's like what do you? No, think? he's behind Alshon. Okay. See, I don't think he has the skills to be an outside. I just don't think he can get the separation off the line. I just I question whether he. Well, uh, I think they drafted yeah. him for his contested catch ability. Yeah, don't I mean, get me started on that because I feel like that's a very poor bet. Well, yeah, he so he, far he's, he yeah. pretty much sucked at contested catches or any catches last year. So <laughs> or any yeah, catches right. is correct. Didn't he have like one really good one and that was it? I feel like he had one really like oh he my caught God. like an he, early he pass did. in that Dallas game. Yeah, yeah, but he the the one to win the Detroit game where Carson threw him at the two uh, yard line, he completely choked on a ball that was right in his basket and. uh I think he went downhill from there. Yeah, he, one he, good catch over a season is not. 
Clearly and I, enough. yeah, I feel like most of his production was early on. Then Carson lost confidence in him, well, and yeah. he didn't do shit the rest of the year. I mean, I would have too. You can't blame him, the man. Yeah, he didn't show a lot to have confidence in. No, no. So yeah, you're hopeful, but uh, usually when you only have ten catches your first year, that's not a good sign for your productivity moving forward. Uh, that's really a pretty ten, bad sign. Was it really ten catches? Yeah. Wow. He's with like Andy Isabella. That's in high wow. draft capital zero production realm. Yeah, and, and that's and, a second round. Andy Isabella was a, mm. a spark or a, a combine guy yeah. that put up speed numbers and blah 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 blah. You're like you're like really banking on athleticism, their college profile, but <laughs> nothing they've done recently. Well, Andy Isabella played football in Massachusetts. I mean, come on, look at the competition you're playing to fucking UMass. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Right, they not uh, come on. Our second white side at least bodied like some corners there, over in, pa- in Stanford, but it, but Pac-10 really defenses are yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be- better competition, but still, yeah. All right, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. All right, so that's the wide receivers. Like we doing the name game or? Oh, I ain't got no name game. All right, well we'll just. Uh... We'll bypass the name game we'll this week, but we'll look forward to it. My name to... game is Alex Caceres or Chase Hooper. <laughs> Chase Hooper? <laughs> I, I think... Uh, Chase Hooper, you just got fucked. I don't know much about you, Chase, other than you're really, really young and really, really pale. And you have a fancy curly head, but you got your ass whipped by a 31-year-old man. Yes, he did. Oh, the, ni- <laughs> the nice part about the name game is Mike's going to find his whistle, and sometime in a in a podcast near you, we're going to have this come Ooh, back. I've got the whistle. I've actually got an ocarina, which I have not brought to the lounge Ooh. yet. I've still got an ocarina. What is that? It's – so in the Legend of Zelda game in N64, yes. <laughs> he plays an ocarina. It's like a big porcelain-looking circle with a bunch of holes in it. And you go like, do 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 Oh, I'm excited now. Interesting. That's a good game. Yeah. Yeah. Zelda and and and, mm, and yes. mouth like a like a fancy harmonica, like a fantasy harmonica. Yes, yeah. yes, very much so. Everybody Ooh. that's under 25 should have some respect for that, or over 25. I'm sorry, um, should yes. have some respect for Zelda. Because I will play uh, like the Song of Time from it's Zelda transcendent for, on this thing. For, I bought oh. it two years ago. Haven't learned it, but I will. For old heads like Rob and myself, like Zelda was one of the original games, the, original. the early game systems that was one of the classics. Oh, hey, it's yeah. still strong on the Switch, man. I was playing on the Switch. It's still I've strong. heard Breath of the Wild was it's, really oh, good. It's nice. It's good, man. It's like Remember the, it had the gold cartridge, the really initial one? It was like a shiny gold. It wasn't real gold. But it, it was like the first like one it. where you like bought stuff. Like It was yeah. great. Like, yeah. yeah, that was such a good game. It was a classic game for sure. All right. And, and you felt good about yourself when you beat it. You did. It was an accomplishment. Yeah. Not like this garbage today. Yeah, sure, sure was. But anyway, since Mike's name game is not there, how about can, the tight ends? We can talk about some tight ends. So I guess one of the issues is our, is uh, Ertz uh, is due for a new contract after, jeez, uh, the 21. So that's going to be an issue. Well, yeah, yeah. In two years. Thing. Like, do you want to sign an early 30s Ertz to an extension that's going to cost you a lot of money when you're a team that's cap strapped? Not really. But he's been a not legend really when you just he's spent a, a really he's a stud though yeah he's never let you down he's a at least stud I producer. don't want to sign him this year and I I kind of think Ertz will have a new contract before football plays oh really you think they're already going to extend him I do and I don't agree with it but I think they will why all the scuttlebutt I'm hearing from the building is how they really like Ertz. 
And they want to they want him to be a piece of the future. Well, he's a solid guy. You can't argue that, right? But I, I find like that I find the Goddard pick person. interesting, yeah. right? Right. But if you think about um, asset allocation and Goddard coming up on his next contract, do you want to sign Goddard and Ertz and then have a large amount of your money on two tight ends? Well, I mean, that's- for a team that wasn't good playing two tight ends last year. Yeah, that's because they know wide receivers, though. That could be. That yeah. could be. If they had I mean, deep you, threats, it might I mean, open like, up that 12 personnel package. You're right. Yeah, I mean, if you're a defensive coordinator, you're like, yeah, they have no wide receivers. It's these, it's these two guys and the running back. That's it. It's a valid point. And, and if they had some deep threats on the outside, well, that might open shit up. The only other, like, successful tandem I can remember like that was what? When Was um, Hernandez and uh, Gronk. Gronk. Like, how much was that for them? Well, Hernandez never made it. Well, he barely made it into his second contract before he killed somebody. Right. He was apart from the fact that all the legal shit and the fact that he was an asshole in a murderer. Yes. (laughs) Like the dude was interesting on the field because I felt he looked like a running back as soon as he touched the ball. I felt like he was George Kittle. Really? He was. He was very skilled. And, like George uh, Kittle touches the ball, and you're like, "Who the fuck is running with the ball right now?" It's not a tight end. No, he yeah, Kittle does not play like a tight like end. And Her- tight end. Hernandez looked like that, but but I mean, those guys they paid money for stick. both to have both of those, right? I mean, like Hernandez. I got don't think that- they paid Hernandez. I think he was still rookie contract. Was and he? Then, okay, and I then, thought he had just got a big shot contract when he Lloyd, fucked up. And then, yeah. I, thought, I don't know that he played under his extension. I thought maybe they gave him. I an thought extension he got a big right extension though. All that went oh. down, and maybe he never played under it. Yeah, I think oh. that's what I'm remembering. See, that, I remember like when all this shit went down, they're like, and he just signed a giant. You know what I mean? I remember hearing a bunch oh, of that. Oh, okay. Which is grimy, because the Patriots knew that shit. Oh, well. Everyone did. His coaches right. at Florida, they all. no one called him out on it, because he could provide a service that they right. benefited from. So no one called him out on his bullshit. I mean, he's fucking murdering people in my or, uh, Gainesville, down at U, Florida. I mean... Yeah, that's a, that's a crazy another situation. We so back don't to get the birds. So he wasn't an eagle. So we'll just let it leave it there. So anyway, yes. But I mean, that's the. But I mean, those are two tight ends that I guess they paid for. I mean, but, so I guess but, there's an example. Was there any others? But people that had like people who paid out for two tight ends like that. Can you remember any other? Not that's the only really. one I can remember. Analytically, a lot of the analytics say that. Like some of the best personnel packages is the twelve personnel package. But it really wasn't for the Eagles last year, and it might have been the wide receivers. I, I think I'm that, very curious I, I, to see what happens this year. I, honestly, I think defenses were compressing because there was no deep threat. Yeah, because that's absolutely. the the twelve personnel is predicated on having a deep guy drag the safety deep and stretch the field and have those openings. Right, and the openings were small because they didn't have the deep threat. Right, so that I, I agree with. So Rob I'm interested on for for sure, but. but like, like Wentz might not have another thousand wide wide receiver this year. Well, if but, it's all Sanders and Ertz and Goddard. But but this being said, well, do you, be, well, do you well, want to pay Gertz Ertz? So Kittle's going to reset the 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 contract for tight end. I know. Do you want to pay Ertz that kind of money and then pay Goddard that kind of money because Goddard considers himself a top four tight end, which I almost like maybe can't argue with because he's a great blocker too. Like he does more than Ertz does. Yeah. He's an inline blocker. He's really good at it. And he's young. All I'm going to do is kick the can down the road because Ertz has two years. 
I want to. Ki- I I don't want to sign him this year. I want to at least let this year play out and then see if Goddard takes a step up, and and Ertz is still awesome. Then we'll see how that is. Or if or if Ertz is just a nine yard YPC guy. Goddard is the more Rager steps to, up to me. I guess you got to figure out what you want to spend, but to me. Goddard is the more important of the two because Goddard can play every down. Like right. you, you're not, you don't know when Goddard's in the game what's gonna it's gonna be a run or a pass. When Nurse is in the game without Goddard, probably gonna be a pass. But that's dangerous because as things are right now, Ertz is basically like half the offense. Yeah, I mean Ertz has been <laughs> that for a while too. Like he's steady Eddie, man. And he's he's, he's awesome. A- at what he does, and it he's just so a, happens he, that the a, birds need that a lot right now. He's a top level tight end. Um, I think that Easily. that he's, he's, he's like he's like the new Jason Witten. So they oh, don't absolutely have, they don't have to worry about it this year. But it's just food for thought. I want him to kick I, the can. I think that uh, Goddard, um, if he keeps progressing, is going to be the guy. Um, and then if you can if you can sign Ertz, more power to you. But if we'll you talk can't, about it next year, yeah, right, because he's going to want to. They can money. even wait two years. I mean, they have him for two full seasons. And the players they have behind him, there's nobody. It's those two and everybody else. It's right. just about Josh Perkins and I, mean, um, I, I forget. Alex there's Ellis. Ellis, yeah. There's and a then bunch Noah of- Tagai. Tagogiai. So, yeah, they got two tight ends and nothing else. Perkins and- is not Trey Burton. No. So he he's does not, not need any kind of organizational loyalty. No, he he's a he's a he's a third tight end at a bottom contract to fill the roster. Yeah, spot. he was. Oh, yeah, he does not. His player history is not excellent either. I'm hoping I'm not calling you out, but on the show sheet it does say Josh Perkins and other slop, which I agree with. It is all slop, <laughs> including Josh Perkins in the slop. I, I'm not afraid to say that. I mean, it just like yeah. there, there's a significant step down from number two tight end to what else they have. Yeah, like a drop of like a chasm. Like yeah. it's just, <laughs> well, it's and, like it's like it's like really like elite, really good. Shh, no. Well, and let's be fair that yeah. um, most teams don't have a like third tight end that they're like this guy's going to be really great. <laughs> most teams end. don't even have a good number two tight right, end. Correct. Yeah. A lot so, don't have a good number one. So that is not. That being hey. slop is not any different than some, most other teams. Yeah, most other teams, teams third tight end <laughs> paying Jimmy Graham starter money, even though he's a shell of a corpse. They, oh, they tried boy, to. I, they tried I, to I, shiv. That's the one uh, Bob got me on. Bob got me on that old bastard. They, they tried to shiv uh, uh, Richard uh, Rogers into that last oh, year, man. and yeah, yeah, he was yeah. just no, man, no. It just it didn't work out. So they have no. they ideally kicked the can. They have a great two this year, and we'll worry about the contract uh, moving forward because they're both signed for two years. So yeah, we're good. We're good for this year. Um, right. Oh. So after we're done talking about the amazing Josh Perkins and other slop, we have a a return oh, to an old treat. Some, oh, we got trivia. That's right, a little Eagles trivia from Mike's found all about. Uh, football Eagles trivia game cards. Dude, Did I you can't find this game might refresh us on this story. Um, up until you said that, I forgot they were even mine. I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think I got them. That's in, how important they were to uh, me. Shout out to my mom and dad. I think they were in a Christmas stocking like 10 years ago. Nice. So that will tell you the dates of these. Oh, these are accurate as of 2005. Yeah, and there's a lot of <laughs> questions from the 1930s, 40s, and 50s, which people are really like. That is Brad's. I can't wait to about. have Pete Reslaff be an answer here. <laughs> but just so you know, there, there are several colors. First off, there are five sections. The first one is blue. That is all about eagles. 
Number two is green, players and coaches. Number three is red, feats, records, and events. And then you go down to four, all about the NFL in yellow. And then finally, we're going to end in white in the postseason. So you guys ready? Are you ready for Let's some do this. All right. Let's throw it down. And ladies and gentlemen, there's a good chance we've already picked one of these cards. And you've heard these questions before. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Blue, which is all about Eagles. How many NFC championships have the Eagles won? Ooh, that's a tough question bearing on when these cards were made. Um, and is the NFC championship, was that only in the Super Bowl era? Or was that also in the championship era? Ooh, like, I don't know if 1960 counts. These I'm going to say it does count. I'm going to go Because they also, also had some championships back in the, like, the early years. The NFC 30s. championships. NFC, uh, no, that's probably Super Bowl era. Yeah. I'm thinking. Um, oh, so that means, one doesn't count. Oh, so that means right. how many times did they make the Super Bowl? I'm going to say four. No, this you got to these cards were like in 2005. I'm saying four. Oh, the cards were 2005? I'm oh, saying four. I don't know if 2005 is right. I just spitballed that. Okay. but No, I'm, I looked at the date. On oh, the nice. I'm saying four. Okay. All right, NFC Championships. I'm just saying 1980... And uh, 2005, hopefully that that's right around the Patriots' loss Super Bowl. So I'm saying NFC Championships two. All right, those are your final answers, gentlemen. Four and two. That's right, Brad Weaver. You are correct. The answer is two. 1980 and 2004. Ooh, 1960s doesn't count. Okay, no. Bradford gets one. Yes, he does. All right, now we're going into green players and coaches. True or false? No Eagle player ever has been named the Associated Press NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Also, again, 2005 cards. No. Offensive no player, of player. player of the Year? Offensive Player of the Year. I feel like Randall Cunningham won that. That was my go-to. I, I feel like. I'm going to say true. I I'm going to say false. I, I think Randall won that one. All right, I'm going to say false. I liked Randall. I don't think he won it. So, no. I'm going to say the, false. The question is, no Eagles, true or false? No Eagles. So oh, I'm true, saying true no, then. Yeah, true I'm would mean false. no. Okay. I'm saying false. Good clarification. Okay, so true would mean no Eagles. So you believe no Eagles. True. Have, okay. And Brad, you believe Randall did, right? So that means I, false. I think so. Okay. That is true. No Eagles have. They said, fuck you, Randall. 1-1. One, one. All right. Dicks. Did he win it that one year with the uh, Vikings? Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Oh. When they uh, Gary Anderson missed that, that Robert perfect. Smith year, he was with perfect. Chris Carter, yeah, perfect on and the young kicks. Randy? And missed that kick, yeah. young Randy. All right. So All anyway, right. that we'll have to look that one up if he won it with the Vikings. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. But all right. But for now, we're going into feats and records. We're going into the red. What Eagles pass catcher led the NFL in receiving twice in four seasons, beginning in 1969? But that's an old one. You love them when they're from like 1969. So, pass catcher led the NFL in receiving twice in four seasons, beginning in 1969. Oh, I got a few guesses. (laughs) I don't even know who this person is. Oh, Jesus. 69. I mean, I'll go Mike Quick. Oh, he was 80s. I think it's Pete Reslaff. I'll pull your garbage out there. All right. I'm I'm going to scratch that then and say Timmy. Timmy Brown. Timmy Brown. Timmy Brown, and you said what, Brad? Pete Retzlaff. I don't know. 
You're both wrong. It was Harold Jackson. Oh, oh. he was a tight end. Pass catcher, buddy. No. Whoa, no, no. they threw you. I think you're thinking Harold Carmichael. Pass catcher. No, Harold Carmichael was a wide receiver. I think Harold six, Jackson eight. was a tight end. Six eight. I thought Harold Carmichael nope. was. Nope. He was he was tall as fuck, but still played out wide. Well, tall as fuck or not, we're going into the yellow. So that's a zero zero. All, All right. right. We're tied All at one one. We're tied at one one. All about the NFL. Before the T was popularized in the nineteen forties. <laughs> Oh, the wing <laughs> team. Yeah. Here we go. This, this is, is my wheelhouse. Favorite, baby. Favorite, this is, here's we go. High school oh. shit. All right. Bronco Nagurski. Before the T, probably right. Before the T was popularized in the 1940s, what was the primary offensive formation in the NFL? Before the wing T. Um, I'm going to say the full house backfield. I mean, I'm going to say power I. Well... Unfortunately, your your ancient football knowledge is incorrect, gentlemen. You both got it wrong. It is the single wing? Oh, the huh. single wing. Oh yeah, that's how they dominated seventy eight years. <laughs> they ago. dominated. Ah, Arr, okay, single wing. It revolutionized the game. All right, <laughs> single wing. All right, so we're both one one. You guys are one one. This has not been your set of cards so far. All right, last. This is it. This is for all the marbles. All right. This is it. In the Am I an Eagles fan? I don't know. I'm just so awful at the well, 1940s Eagles trivia. Maybe you're not an Eagles historian is the problem. Okay. So, last uh, one. In the postseason. Questions. <laughs> that's why I love reading them to you so much. In the postseason, the white. We're in the white. All right. All right, here we go. They in weren't in that much, so yeah. I have a chance at this. In what city was Super Bowl, what is that, 15? No, X is 10, right? Yeah. X5, so it's 15. Super Bowl 15, Oakland 27, Philadelphia 10 played. Oh. Um, I'm going to jump in here and say Miami. I would I would say Miami as well. So you're both Miami. Well, at least I said it first. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you're both wrong. It was, it was Louisiana, New Orleans. New okay. Orleans, no. Louisiana. There you go. Let me say it like a real person. So you were tied. All right, gentlemen. that's a tie. You tied on that one. That was well, that's good. Five questions. We each got one. We are obviously people that should be having an Eagles podcast with our vast Eagles knowledge. This is how you get better, Brad. <laughs> There's so These much cards will, but history how much here. What did we learn? We learned so many things. Nice. Yes, I we learned. Love, we learned it. so many things. That's all right. We still have seventy cards to go through. That's the great thing. Yes, we do. Get excited. All right, so let's get into the running backs then. So we've uh, had our d- tight end discussion. Let's get, let's get into the – had a little Eagles trivia and uh, it's uh, running back time. Yeah, I, I think we have a, a certain number one uh, running back, Miles Sanders. Um, yeah, just a ridiculous um, – Now, he took a minute at the beginning of the season. It was kind of like hit the hole. And uh, you weren't sure if he was going to be that dance outside guy, but he eventually just took the advice and then became like the guy when yeah. he just yeah. decided to turn it up field when he needed to and just get the positive yards. And he became yeah. like a, a just a great, great, great running back and beast. best choice in Shady, I think, running back wise. Oh, yeah, I agree. And he's got hands and he didn't even really show him in Penn State. Like he didn't catch a whole lot in Penn State. Right. He didn't use him like that, but he's got really good hands for like, running he back. Had, he had massive vision issues for the first half of the year. Yeah. 
but like very impressively, like suddenly he stops dancing. He starts reading the correct holes. Yeah, yeah. I love this and, kid. And for a guy that fumbled like every forty touches in college, like a decent fumbler. Yeah. Like had very few fumbles in the NFL. Like he had two fumbles, and they were, I think they were both against Detroit. I think that was early too, right? Yeah, yeah very early. Like I mean, Miles Sanders stud muffin. That's correct. I mean, I he, so. he was like the wheel route was just a like deadly yes. route. To He's run. a stud. Like, he just and he was good out of the backfield, just receiving, running. He was everything that they needed. He was the. Probably, I thought a lot about Brian Westbrook when I saw him because he just could do everything. Yes. He really just, yeah. It's like, ah, oh, shit, this, this guy's breaking things open exactly when we need it to. Yes. And well, he it, comes with low miles. Like, yeah. he played behind Saquon, cool. dude. He's miles. The- yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks, brother. I love it. Yeah. He, love he, he it. played behind Saquon. Yes, yeah. So, I mean, like, so that means he doesn't have all that battering that a lot of those, like, really good running backs come, yeah. coming up, man. And actually, Kemsky put out an article saying that he's a prime candidate for an extension because of the low mileage on Absolutely. Him. A lot of running backs come in and they'll, they'll, they'll have a lot of carries, like the Chris Henry type and stuff like yeah. that. And do you want to sign somebody like that to a large contract? Probably not. But like, I bet he's got a thousand less carries than or touches than Jonathan Taylor does right now. Maybe, right. maybe Sanders. See all that damage he didn't take, Maybe man. Sanders at some point is a, is a contender to be here for a long time. It's yeah. possible. I just want to see a a game or two next year, and if he's the same guy, I'm fucking in. Exactly. If he shows what he showed last year, give him the extension, dude. He's just really good. He's just an explosive – for a team that didn't have anything explosive, like teams were crowding the box with no deep threat. No deep threat. Right. So he produced at a high level. Tight ends and running back. The second half of the season, he produced at a high level. So I hope it continues. He's fantastic. So we'll see what happens, but – you can't help but think that he's the future of uh, the Eagles as far as yeah, being the primary he, running back. Oh, yeah. Like, he, we've got a good one for a while, at the very least, man, which is a good thing to have. Right. And I really like Boston Scott. Yeah, coming into Boston Scott, man. Big I like, fan. I, like, I, I love the short running backs. I especially love the short running backs that are still thick with the high BMI. Yeah. Like, I don't care that he's 5'8", if he's 200 pounds. He's got them thick legs like Darren Sproles. Like he's jitterbuggy. He doesn't have the long speed, but he is uber quick. Yeah, yeah. He is. Like I, I, I like him perfect for the Darren Sproles role because I think he's a young Darren Sproles. He's a bit thicker though, right? Actually, yes. Sproles was only like a buck ninety, yeah, but saying. he was like five six, and uh, Boston Scott's like five eight. I think. Well, it says he's five six in this. So, ooh, okay, maybe I'm interesting. Wrong. He's five but six I think two Scott's three, a little, a little thicker. He yeah. looks a little thicker to me. Up top, not quite as thick as Boston Scott. Boston That's Scott's right. a nice secondary complement to Miles Sanders, so I think you know you can. Get, I think so. You can get a, a the six to twelve touches a game and yeah. uh, be a complement and uh, mm-hmm. fill a role. I mean, he because even, they he showed that. more net last year when when Miles was hurt. Yeah, he did. He did. He's going to be good at good addition as a second running back. Um, I wouldn't want to give him like a full two hundred and fifty touches over a, co- a full year. But ideally, you have a running back one in front of him. You don't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. He, and, and he might be like Austin Eckler in two years. Yeah, it could be. It could be. So I guess where's your thought? Like, heaven forbid, Sanders gets injured. Yes. Where, like, 
where are you shifting like running back by committee? I think you almost oh, have, yes. to. You have yes. to. Yes, you have yeah. to. You can't you can't make him be the twenty to twenty five touch a game guy. No. I'd say keep him in the exact same role. And this is what jacks up a lot of fantasy when they're like, Oh, this guy got hurt. This guy's gonna get all these extra touches. Yeah. It's like, no, they just keep the same roles and move the practice squad guy up. Right. So in this case it's either Clement or Michael Warren. So Clement, what do you think about Corey? I, I mean, I don't he know went, what to think about Corey yeah, Clement anymore. I really thought he was going to be something last year. He came off. He that, had a lot of injuries. Yeah, but he came year. off that two super, years in a row. He was in, he he's, was incredible. Maybe he's injury prone. Yeah, I mean, and then he just no. Nah. That whole rookie year, he was awesome. He's just amazing. And then the, the soft- second year, he was awful. And I was like, he's yep. clearly hurt. Yep. Just wait till year three. He's going to be the same guy. And no, then year three comes along, shit. and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. What is this guy now? Soft yeah, tissue injuries man. can ruin a running back. Yeah. I mean, running backs are – that's why running backs have the longest – or the shortest shelf life of any yeah. NFL player. I think He it's, was somewhere awesome. Between, the average running back in the NFL is 2.5 years. So they're, they're easy in, easy out. So for as much as he's shown, if he lost speed or quickness, agility based on those injuries – he just what he's not what he again? was. Like, he had soft tissue injuries. He had um ankle problems. Multiple um, knee injuries. Knee injuries. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So he's had issues. Which that, is gonna devastate your quickness and build right. off and it could. hit he, a hole, all that. I mean, he played, but in my opinion, he was clearly playing hurt because he looked nothing like what he looked like previously. Correct. And sometimes those injuries can have that effect where you don't have the speed or agility that you used to have. So right. It's what like, he was for a young guy is like, well, do I fucking sit out more and look injury prone? Do I try and play? Some guys like Josh Jacobs can play hurt, like, yeah. like Aaron Foster. Like, can I do that? Like, he clearly couldn't. I don't know anything about Michael Warren besides the fact that he was rated high. Yeah, and he's a bowling ball. Yeah, he's a one cut guy. He's a big guy. He's like uh, yeah. kind of like um, either like a Legarrette Blunt role or. Um, uh, Jai role, so I think he's going to be that between the tackles, like smasher that well, goes forward and hit you when you need three, you get you four. Uh, when if Shady gets hurt or if Miles Sanders gets hurt, that role might be needed. So I'm okay with that. I I liked him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So he can definitely play a role, and I think he has a good chance of making the team. I also think Michael Warren from Cincinnati has a good chance of making the team. Um. He was very productive in Cincinnati. Um, certainly provides them with a big back that the, most of the other guys are not like big backs, like to get you yards in short yard situations. Like so, 220 plus type yeah, guys. Yeah, like a big, big hoss that yeah. produced. So obviously he was undrafted, but it was a pretty good year for running back. So I think that maybe he would have been drafted in another year. Very possible. But yeah, um, yeah he could provide that for them. Um, also have Adrian Killens. He's a really fast. He's very like the small, exact opposite. Yeah. Very fast, really small back. I think uh, Killens. Is he like one seventy five? Yeah, one seventy eight. I saw something really small like, like that. Like what they hoped so, Pumphrey was, but Pumphrey yeah. happened to be slow. Yeah, like Killens <laughs> is actually fast. Yeah, Killens. Yeah, four forty. Uh, Killens had a lot of plays of uh, twenty plus yards in college, so he 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 did provide that like burst and. Um, he may be a practice web candidate because I don't think he offers enough as far as like even his best. He's a five to six play a game kind of guy, but I don't know that he can be 
Well, uh, he probably doesn't make the team. Right. He yeah. probably practice squad if we can keep him. I'd like to keep him because he certainly has explosive ability, but yeah. he's just not a guy that you can count on for a lot of. What about returns? If he's a little speedster, can he, can he do returns? If he makes the roster, probably. Yeah. Well, who's going to do returns now? It's, who doesn't know? It's I mean, Rager could do returns. Rager That's actually true, yeah. had a lot of experience doing returns yeah. at college, if, so if, he has the speed. At least early, yeah. if he's not a key part of the offense, he definitely could do returns. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think Killens is probably like your Boston Scott role backup. Yeah. Yeah. Like satellite pass catching type back, your number two. Well, and and based on previous years, they keep four-ish backs somewhere around there. I obviously Sanders is one, Boston Scott's a, a two. Um, so I think Warren, because of his size and like what he brings, that's a little bit different from the other guys. I think Warren has a good chance of making the team. So I think it's between like. I think Clement has an advantage over Killens because based on his size. And if, if Clement's and healthy enough to play, I think he. Yeah, I think yeah, he's he gets probably that role. the four. I mean, if he gets healthy and returns to any shape, if he, he returns to like two thirds of the shape that he was in, dude, he's better than those guys. Like, he's yeah. just yeah, he is. And he was also the guy that was in the fucking Philly special. So they're definitely, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think Clement certainly has a good chance of being the the fourth back. Um, I I do think that Michael Warren has a great chance of making the team. And obviously, undrafted person, you're like, oh yeah, well he's not good enough to be drafted. Can but he make a, the team? It was a sick year for running backs, man. It was a pretty good year. Um, but they've also talked about bringing uh, veterans in, um, Shady um, Freeman. Um, so Are I don't you know. Interested in any of these guys? Well, I guess uh, Freeman has good receiving skills, so I think that's a good fit for a Doug Peterson offense. Um, so he's he hasn't produced like he did a couple years ago when he had those great years with the Falcons. Yeah, but he's been he's been good, and there's there's value in bringing a veteran in because you don't know what a rookie's going to bring you. Um, but also, here's the thing with Freeman: Freeman had turned down. Um, a $4 million contract yeah. with Seattle. That's what I'm saying. Philly yeah. doesn't want to spend money. No, they don't have the like, money to really spend based on next year's If he's not going to take 1.5, right. I'm not interested. And if he's turning out $4 million with Seattle. Yeah. He did. And that's why they signed uh, that other. Uh, who did they sign? They signed um, the other. Uh, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde. Yeah. yeah, the veteran. Yeah. So, um, the, they, they threw the indestructible Carlos Hyde. That dude's <laughs> yeah. amazing. What a, he's like the new Frank Gore. So oh, yeah. well, he's just like he really Shang Tsung eating souls of other running backs. That's it. Yeah, well, he just is like just well, he's like Duke Johnson. But it, you get care. nothing now. Here's the other question: Do you <laughs> do you do you take Shady over a Michael Warner or Corey Clement? Shady's at, done. At, at, Shady's as roasted. But Shady's as a fourth done. as a fourth running back, experienced, bring no. him back. No nostalgia. No. He didn't play in the Super Bowl, man. Like they, they didn't use him. I think Shady is one hundred percent washed. Yeah. This is even before you get into his off field concerns. I yeah, have no I, interest in Shady anymore. I agree. And that's probably the reason he hasn't been signed yet. Yeah. Because, there's just yeah. he's not worth it, man. Yeah. No interest. So the thought yeah, I is I mean, I yeah, we all loved Shady, but dude, he's not. Come on. I feel like yeah. I feel like you're probably if you're gonna bring a veteran in, he's probably camp fodder. But I feel like Clement and Warren has have the inside track to the three and four running backs on that list. I'm so. with it. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, we haven't had 
decent depth for a while. So that's pretty solid. I'm I'm okay with that. I um, like this depth without the free agents. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So running backs are pretty solid. It's so. a young man's game anyway. That yeah, it is Edwards. absolutely. He's. I mean, what what is he going to give you at this at this stage in his career? Like a locker room guy. Eh. He was never a locker room guy. Right, he's with, not now. He's never not has been. Guy. He's not so. going to, you know, yeah, he's not worth I mean, I feel yeah. like anyone that wants to bring Shady back is a nostalgia. It's based, a nostalgia uh, thing, right? man. He's not just, uh, worth it. Yeah. So, man. yeah, probably probably skip on the veterans now. There's not very much left. Uh, um, we might as well go coach running backs at Pitt. Yeah, really. <laughs> Let's we'll hope see. he does, man. That'd be a good transition for him, right? thinking of you, Shady. It's time to transition into the next phase. Uh, maybe you can give his girlfriend um, Harrisburg herpes. I don't know. Oh, he's out there dirty dicking. I wasn't going to say it, but now that you said it. Well. <laughs> is that yeah. wrong to say in a podcast? I don't know. Not but this whatever. podcast. <laughs> Our listeners are here for this filth. That's why they come to this podcast. Our listeners others. in Ukraine yeah. approve. We're here to provide you all the whack, unsubstantiated bullshit. We'll throw it out there. Who cares? We're not scared. We won't talk about Gary Ann Conley anymore, though. Do we have (laughs) our lawyers are so heavy? We don't give a shit. (laughs) Oh, that one. Something about a bath. Anyway, um, so so. speaking of groins, sometimes your your package needs a package. Is it fake sponsor now? Yes. All right, go, buddy. And you got Roll. you got the package. You got underwear. You you may, maybe you need your boys a home. Uh-huh. You're playing. You're playing street basketball. Absolutely. Brad and I do it all the maybe time. Maybe you don't. Maybe the lycras aren't doing it for you. They don't. Maybe you need some full on me undies. I think I might. There's a lot yes. of chafing going on. I think that's a product that I could use moving forward. Your your nuts do not need rubbed. Your nuts need well, to not. be hugged while you can shoot some jump shots. That's right. That's right. Like you want something Jump that's going to be your friend. <laughs> you don't want an enemy there. Somebody you got on enough enemies on your team. You got exactly. enough to work against. I mean, you're right. trying to beat the defender in front of you. All this stuff working against you. Exactly. Like, you don't I mean, need the outshot. You log on to MeUndies. You put in the promo code Beers and Birds. It says uh, promo code Invalid. <laughs> we do not have a sponsorship with them. <laughs> One day. I will promise you a 10% discount directly debited from Rob's bank account for MeUndies. Let's do this. You don't want that, really. But by the time you listen to this, this this might be an actual promo code. So try it out anyway. It probably won't. But, yeah, see what happens. Beers and birds, all one word. And if you do get a discount... Please fucking let us know, because we will harp the fuck out of that. And someone owes us. It money. could be and spelling out the full word. It could be and just the letter N. You try them both try. out. See what you get. Mm. I'm pretty sure our, our and in the message type fuzzy balls. Yeah, I mean, well, we're reading we're reading the one note right here, and this absolutely is something that said right there. It says chance for an Easter egg. I think this is a great chance. Is it? <laughs> we do Promo. not. We're not for certain. That MeUndies is not going to sponsor this. Or that they're not going to sue us for this uh, <laughs> promo code that gets 10% you know, out of Rob's they, bank account. If they sue us, yeah, it's not. It's going so All nice. we're really doing is providing actual marketing material. And we'll file right. for bankruptcy if they sue us. But so. no, that means yeah. someone actually listened. And that's exciting, too. 
Yeah, Mia either needs- way, it's a win-win-win across give us the board. A, they'll give us a cease and desist letter first. I think Mia needs – they're good people like that. Hey, any respectable lawyer would do so. They right. cease and desist. I'm- I mean, that's all I'd say. All right. Or they just say, "How about five dollars?" And we'd be like, "Make it 10. Actually, I found <laughs> I found MeUndies acts as a a, a fine COVID uh, mask on the top, so I've been wearing their underwear on my face uh, when I go to work. So ah. I feel like it's a good thing. Doesn't I mean the it one he used from the day before out. too? It's, it's he doesn't. <laughs> He's rotating. Do you yeah. do you flip them around so you get the bus cinch right in the nose? <laughs> well, that's a wow. bonus, a little grundle sniff there. Um, that's not a bad thing. Um, that's why I love Miani's. The factory likes what it produces. Well, I'm sure the people of Miani's, after hearing this, cannot wait to wow. sign us on board. They've told me that they want us to sponsor them. They need us, I think. Wow. I think they're looking for our market, and here we are. That's it. We're here to give it to them. All right, and we're also here to give you, after that, thank you, MeUndies. We appreciate your sponsorship and all you've done for us. We're going to go and talk about the O-line now. So I think, how do you talk about the O-line without talking about Peters? So what do you think about Peters? think he's coming back? What's he doing? What's the godfather up to? I mean, he's he's up there. There's talk whether he the, might be an odd situation. He whether might the, be about to die scenario. In, in the garden. He's whether, getting there. Whether the talk means anything or not, like they said, he's holding out because he wants to play in Philly. He hasn't signed with anyone. Still has a skill set that people are – it's valuable in the league to be a, a left tackle. He's at least um, average, if not above average, left tackle. Yes. He, he's still productive. He's still – Right. Um, who, is he holding out for more than one year? Because, like, the problem is he's old. But I don't think he's – I don't think he has unrealistic demands. No, and it's a it's a. What very, is he asking for? Do y'all remember? He's not, I don't I don't know that it's I, out there what he's asking I, for. I don't think so either. I but know, I've heard nothing about unrealistic demands like Devontae Freeman. Like we all know what right, he's asking for. Million. I've heard Cleveland close. made him an offer. He said no because he wants to come back to Philly. Like I I I don't know. Like how so, he's like pot committed to the fact that he traded up for Dillard. You're you're in catch twenty two because Dillard. Yes, you you have to play him at some point, right? Or maybe you don't. Or if he's not good, then admit your mistake and go with right. Peters and draft somebody else next year. How do you know if he's not good when there's no practices and no camp and you have no idea if he can play? Right. It's a really strange catch-22. It really is. Um, but he has too much cachet and longevity and reputation to the point you can't sign him and be like, ah, battle Dillard. Because the whole locker right. room is going to be like, huh? Sign- yeah. Signing him into a one-year contract, is it the worst thing in the world? I don't think so. If you take it, I mean, how old is he now? I mean, 38. I think during the season he'll be 30. I don't know if he's 38 now, but I I think that he's he will be 38. I say yeah. I feel like if you re-sign Peters, that is a guaranteed – the team is saying, all right, we failed on the Andre Dillard pick. He's a bust. Right. He's already 38. January 22, 1982. I feel like that's saying Dillard's a guaranteed bust. You think okay. so? I mean, I mean, the team would really have to spin it and be like, ah, well, when we made this decision, there was no COVID. Now that there's COVID, we don't know how Dillard is, and we're trying to cover our they're, bases. They're, like, they could bullshit some shit. But why not keep the Godfather for a year and then have Dillard? There was an article um, many years or many weeks ago. Um, that I know it feels that long ago. It does. Who knows? 
but that actually uh, talked about like first round picks that haven't started in a certain amount of time. And for Dillard to not have started a game as a first round pick in his second year, the bust rate of those players is extremely high. And that's actually sh- extremely low that a percentage of people that actually have never played. So like, you have to say that he's not ready to step in or not a good player. Right. If how you, long if you it, resign Peters, how long does he take that position to develop? I mean, is that unusual for it to take this it, long? It, it, you yes. also you have to know you take your lumps by playing them. The fact that they're not willing to play him and they're still considering this Peters thing makes me wonder. And you know, Doug Peterson in a conference a couple of weeks ago also said that Dillard has to work on his strength. And I'll tell you what, like, regardless of how fast or like how much you can move and stuff like that, if you can't stop a bull rush, you will never play in the right. NFL. It's your you ass cannot, deposited into the quarterback's lap. If you cannot stop the bull rush, which is strength related, like you cannot be a starter in the NFL. You can't. You can't. That'll be in Carson's face every time. Every time. So nobody has to do a skilled like spin move or anything like other that, they could just do a bull rush in your face and be in the quarterback's right. eye in a minute. if you can't sit your ass down, you sit too high, you just get walked back. Yeah. Yep. If you can, That's like the base. Like, you can be good at everything else, but if you can't stop a bull rush, that's like the basic move. That's like the fundamental, like, basic, like, yeah. lineman move. If you cannot stop a bull rush, you cannot play in the NFL. And he couldn't last year. He he got bullied on but numerous Dillard occasions. Dillard has a ceiling that he could do everything else if he could only do the main thing. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, that's that, that is. He, he does have a lot of other skills that will be useful. But if he can't do A, like if he can do A, he can be a really good player. But if he can't do A, he can't play. Which is why I don't like drafting 24-year-old rookies. Yeah, he was – He was. Uh, there was a reason why he slipped to 21. There was talk of him being an earlier draft pick. Yeah. And he slipped to 21, and there were reasons for it. And now he's coming in this. He's going to be twenty five. Dillard was twenty one, and he's now twenty two. Like, who gives a fuck? Sign Peters. Yeah, no right, big deal. Right. Yeah. Work out in the work out in the gym to keep yeah. pumping weights. Like, build strength. But the guy's already old. Yeah, he's you're not right. getting stronger. He is what right. he is. If he if if he can't replace Peters now, what's? But can either he, he's good or he's he not anywhere else. Like Big V, they used to. Oh no. no, no! Don't get that started. He already tried oh, to slide no. a right tackle, okay. and. It, like, that was an epic failure when he did that. He's just this, like, okay, I figured this out. This like, is already a bad situation, yeah. And there's right. no way, and you shouldn't ask the Godfather to move fucking anywhere, so. No, uh, the Godfather will not come back if he's not starting. Like, he's not coming back. as a At left tackle. Yeah. As yeah. much as I would like to be like, Jason Peters, play left guard and chill out. Like, this is a good career move because you're going to play three or four more years inside. I would love him to slam. He's so strong. Yes. He would be a perfect guard. Why would he do it? I think it's harder. I think it's a grinder. It's a like a mucker position. I feel like it's like you eat more punishment. Your body takes more beating. Oh, he's not trying to do that. Thirty yeah. fucking eight. Yeah, and you can't blame him, man. No, you, you can't blame right. him. You can't. You can't. But, but like Dillard already, already they, they already tried to move Dillard on the other side, and he's like, oh, it's like writing with your right hand when you're a left-handed person. Like Dillard's a left tackle only, right? Which, and, and he's not an elite for his singular. Like use, uh, as far as we know. Mm. But Howie likes him. You know how Howie falls in love with his shit. I mean, well, I don't, Howie I don't has know to how much Howie how, knew about him. How, when they how he selected, him. so he has to stick by it some way. 
Yeah. Right, to some extent, he has to stick by it because he made the pick. Well, I guess well, we'll see how long he stays by Whiteside, well, too. Andre made Dillard that is pick. now the official left tackle because I guess until they come to terms with Peters, he is the starting left tackle according to uh, our lads. Oh, and like we just talked about a little bit ago, like I think he has every skill there except he can't. Yeah. As of last year, he couldn't handle the bull rush. So did he hit the weights in the offseason and like is ready to – it's just a strength issue. I mean, I haven't looked at his Instagram feed. Maybe he's bench pressing Mack trucks. For all I know, maybe he's finally on the Mexican steroids, or I mean vitamins. That's it's, what I mean. it's just about fun- oh, the vitamin and vitamins. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just about functional stopping a power rush. So, okay, so either so he- what does he do well? All right, so he can't stop the power rush. What can what does he do? He well? has a lot of agility and he's skill. Very like yeah, yeah, he's very like he's got I long can- arms. He's athletic. He's, he's like I can be in front. He of can the mirror. Person. Yeah, he can, he can be in front of the person. Yep. That's it. Mirror exactly. That's exactly it. He can be in front of the guy. But being in front of the guy is only good if you can stop the guy. Right. Like, having quickness to step in front of a guy. So they're not it's getting, only good if you can prevent him I mean, from getting. I can be in front so, of you, but if you can shove my ass over, right, right, because yeah. you're not going to get around him, is what you're saying. Like he's too quick and too yes. clever for yes. that. Like yes. you're not going to like swim him. You're not going to do any of that bullshit. But you can knock him on his ass. He has all the really hard things most tackles don't have. Right. But he might not have the really easy thing most of them do, which is just being the rock. Right. Yeah. Have an NFL strength. Yeah. There's tackles everywhere that can beat a bull rush, but are slow. Yeah. Because the tackles are fucking, they're giants. They're tall. They're heavy. They're slow. They're, they're not agile. Right. Those guys are everywhere that can't beat they're a speed be rush. A yeah. Right. They just get run around and just hope their long arms save them. <laughs> Dillard's like on the opposite side where he's like, he's, I'll, I'll, I'll shadow you everywhere. Like, like you're not getting around me, man. He's right. a, like a he, basketball defense. He's an yes. odd. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's an odd case because very rarely do you fail because you can't get the power to stop a bull rush. Right. Those offensive linemen don't get drafted in the first round. Yeah. That that's a very strange dynamic that he has. So it's you know odd. you're hopeful that a year. But like you said, he's older too. It's not like he's 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 shaping himself because he's a young body. He's an old old person. Relatively speaking, coming into his second year, he's going to hit 25. Right. That is, that is yeah. Especially for Even if he's 23. My good. Give him another year or two. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting right. dynamic, and we'll have to see what happens. Like, that's why I love age-adjusted metrics, because it provides a sense of context. Like, everyone's in college, and they're playing against college players, but there's a big level of context between 21-year-olds and 24-year-olds. Oh, yeah. Right, a guy that was in college his senior year playing at 23 is playing against 19, right. 20 like year olds. You, and I would expect you to house these You just dudes. came out of high school. Physically. Right. Physi- yeah. Physically. You're they pro- look like Chase Hooper out well, on the not field. Not only that, man, like if you come, I mean, you're going, if you go to some big powerhouse school, man, that, you're, that's just overload, dude. You come from, unless you're coming from like one of those crazy Texas Friday Night Light situations, like you're going into like some crazy world that you're not, right. you know, probably built like early. You probably for. need a year or two, yeah, just to deal with that shit. Much like Dillard probably does too. And, and I imagine that jump up, like the schemes have to get more complex after you jump from high school to college. So, yeah. So we have a lot so of you questions. Be, so if you're like a 23, you got to be fucking those dudes up. Well, I feel like if they really want to win this year, they need to bring Peters back. I think so. I mean, it does suck, but you're probably right. So I mean, they uh, unless you're 
Unless you're a pretender and you want to fucking build for the future, that's fine. But Howie's the one that said, I'll build for now and build for later. Well, building yeah. for now means bringing Peters back. I don't right. know. And, and, and that's it might look shitty, but I don't know. So what do you if, do with If Dillard you... needs an extra year, even though he's old. All right. I mean, I guess you bite that bullet. And then maybe How he's all about biting year? bullets with Alshon, biting bulls with But Akers. my question is, what was he doing? Like, what's he doing training that whole year and then training this offseason? And he's not ready to handle bull rush? Is he ever going to be that? I mean... I guess my hope is that he is, and he can house a bull rush right now, but they don't know about it because they haven't practiced. I guess that's that's best-case scenario. Yeah, that is best-case scenario. So we'll see what happens. I All mean, right, so. they have a question there. But left tackle is a very important position. And, like, you want Carson, it to, is. Be, you want Carson to be the quarterback he is? He needs to be protected. Especially for side. a guy that makes shit happen long after the thing breaks down. Yeah. Breaks yeah. tackles, yes. Do you want to go? Over to, do you want to go over to left guard? Or do you want to talk about the rookies that might take over left tackle? Oh uh, no, we let's could, go inside. Yeah. Go, all right. So the starting left guard currently, according to our lads, is uh, okay. Isaac Samalo. Yeah. Good pronunciation. Thank you. There you go, yeah. Isaac. I got you, baby. So I mean, so he's going to be a left guard, and then second is Matt Pryor, and then a dude named Iso. Yeah, I mean, they have decent depth there. Zaymalo's a solid player. Um, I think they're hoping Driscoll can play these positions too. Yeah, yeah. And they drafted a couple people that they think they're going to be able to slide inside. But I think they're in the guard position. Uh, they're not They're not that far off. But um, Zaymalo's been solid. And he's he's, he's um, versatile too, right? You can move him about. Yeah, he can also move to center, so which is a big deal because Kelsey, who knows when his last year is going to be. Right. So he's who's, been, I mean, who's awesome when he's there, but right, he's been talking about retirement, and eventually, at some point, I think he's going to be like the grind is too much for me. So somebody's going to have to step in at center, right? So they don't have a center outside of St. Malo, really. I mean, Driscoll, right. I think, did take snaps last year at Auburn as center. Um, however. To take a few snaps because it enhances your draft um, cachet. Like, yeah. I just. That's how I you end know. up in a Seattle Seahawks situation where, like, you're starting a center who almost can't play. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, Seattle has ignored offensive line for a very long time. Right. It's embarrassing. Just like, They're just like, Russ, Russ, please run, just do everything. Just scramble, scramble, scramble. I, you know what? I feel like they, they did him like uh, the Eagles did Randall Cunningham. They would get no offensive oh, line. Oh, no the Colts did Andrew Luck. They, they, dirty. They, dirty. They would just do them, yeah. do them badly, and that's just an embarrassing well, situation. Well, shit, they did it in the Redskins at the RG3. Just run. Just run around. Yep. So, I mean, Sayamalu could be that guy. It's just if he stays healthy, he's probably at least well, average. Is he also like the problem where he's the one they get around, right? He Will he stop him up the middle, but they're going to get around him? or No, he's just he's – just, He's just a he's just a starter. He's not a star. Yeah. He's not a like all pro. Gotcha. He's a starter. He's good. Like yeah, he's, he's good, good. But like an elite. But it's a like little... he's like your Derek Barnett, but on the offensive side. Yeah, gotcha. he's just a, he's, he's a league average starter. That if things were perfect, you'd probably try and be better. Right, but, but a, you're not going to spend a lot of capital trying to improve this position right now because it's okay. Right. Cause, yeah. Because basically, he's good to go unless he's going to get some elite. Yes, and an elite and, just and elites own people, and that's just something you got to deal with, right? So, all right, right, and they, you know, they drafted Driscoll from Auburn, who has short arms, who played as tackle, 
um, that has a pretty decent skill set in the fourth right. round. So this is somebody who probably can slide in. Um, they they have pretty good success with the mid round, um, you know, offensive okay. lineman. So I think he has a chance to to kind of be a backup kind of guy and maybe Man. to develop into something further. Maybe at yeah. some point. I th- I think Driscoll, much like I think of Todd Harriman's a while ago, like it's not possible he could be a starter and a good starter for a while. Yeah, but it, the the odds are long, and there's lots of other lines linemen that weren't Todd Harriman's that were nothing. Yeah, yep. But it's possible. I think it's a good. It was a solid draft right. pick at that point in the fourth round. I mean, he's got his shortcomings, but yeah. he's he's converting from tackle and had a pretty good. I think. Um, as far as um, uh, rushes allowed um, at Auburn, he was really solid. I think he only allowed like one or two people past him for really? a sack in the entire right. season. So he's, yeah. he's solid as a tackle. Now you're changing roles and you're sliding inside. So that changes everything. And he has short arms. Right. So he's probably not a tackle prospect for them moving forward. But he could develop into something. As I like guard. those guys. Yeah. The, the, the offensive linemen. With attitude, I don't totally mind if they don't have every measurable because those guys seem to hit pretty frequently. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think they have potential and depth there. It was it was a good draft. They, right. they picked him up. And um, when Driscoll, I mean, Driscoll and Prince in Auburn are almost like the exact opposite scenario. Yeah, yeah. Because, Rob, why don't you try saying – uh, Prince's name oh, here. Oh, jeez. Prince Tega Wananago. Well, that's pretty good. You no, know, I, I wouldn't have said an A better than that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So he's supposed to be after Andre Dillard, according to our lads. He's second. He's our second string there. Well, From everything I've heard, he's legit really good, but he might never be able to hit the field. He has knee injuries that uh, are concerned, and that's, and that's why. why he fell. Yeah. Right, correct. Without those injuries, he was probably a third-ish round pick somewhere around there. And, and, and things are a little bit interesting because this whole pre-draft scenario got screwed, and there wasn't near the amount near the amount of like yeah. workouts and testing that there otherwise would have been. Couldn't, couldn't so every team is operating off kind of a black box. They might get a steal and they might get a nobody. Right. I mean, it's just a, hard to say at this point. So. Well, then, I'm totally cool with doing that in the fourth, fifth, sixth round, just not a Sidney Jones second round type what situation. What about Julian Jones? Good. He's after Prince Wananago. Is he just? I don't, uh, honestly, I'm not familiar with next. Him. He's That's camp, yeah. camp fodder. Right. Um, yeah. Um, Bantha fodder. So we talk about rooks here. Well, you've you've um, also. Uh, Right guard, you have Brooks. So, um, you have Brandon Brooks, a, a right guard. And he's then, a stud and he's coming back from another injury. So, hopefully, he's what he was. Man, yeah. He's a great player. Uh, starting to get older. I think the Eagles have one of the oldest offensive lines in the league. Certainly, if they bring back Peters, they might have the <laughs> oldest. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's a great player. But you have to think about the future. Um, in- Matt Pryor from TCU has been okay in spot duty. I, I feel like he's better served as a backup. I don't know. Yeah, that I don't him really, to be really here. remember him playing well all that often. Yeah, he's after Salmalu. He's he's probably better set as a backup. But like, yeah, I don't know that he's the future. But as long as they- he has a Vitae opportunity, that if he if he could step up, there's definitely room for him to step up. Yeah, yeah, and uh, 
certainly here's a guy we haven't talked about much like Jordan Mailata. So talking about his athleticism and like obviously hadn't played the sport and yeah. came in and, and uh, had a lot of fanfare initially and then kind of disappeared last year. Yeah, you didn't hear much like, about him. What what do you think his potential is? This or, is his year. Um, he came in raw. He showed some spots as a rookie. Things kind of didn't work out year two. Like this is year three. This is his opportunity. That if right. he's a player, like there's no more there's no more excuses about how you haven't played the game when you were yeah, younger you because to, you're not younger now. And you need to figure like, it now out. Now you're a professional. This You've been in the league three years. Like either you can play or you can't. Yeah, yeah, there's no more time to waste on you. Right. And he yeah. has the tools. I'm interested to see. Well, they have him after Lane Johnson, so. That's the two? Yep, they have him I before I think that's TC probably Tucker. accurate. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's probably right Lane's for right solid, now. pretty solid, though. I, I, guess, Lane, I guess my only fear is, like, giving up on somebody too often. And this was a couple years back, but the guy that ended up going to the um, – Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, Are you going to say yes. Pittsburgh? Yes, the lineman that was – Villanueva? Villanueva, correct. Yes. So they gave up a little too early and it ended up starting for the Steelers. So For a well, long time. Yeah. I think I think it's – I think you should still hold him for this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, because you have Lane. Mylotta might be a player. I, I, yeah, yeah you, you just don't know. And I feel like – And we have like Lane say, who's can hold that spot for now. And they take yeah. advantage of Lane because he's he's just – Easily ignorable because he's going to be above average, and we can then forget the right tackle position altogether. Right? Yeah, like yeah. they do that. They yeah. do. Yeah. So hopefully, my lot I can. Because Lane's getting, how old is Lane now? He's getting up there. Yeah, he's. Well, I mean, I guess thirty-one. Seven 30. years. So yeah, age thirty. There it is. Yeah. So I mean, it's not super old for a lineman, but it's not. So young. no. He, right, it's pretty, yeah. actually, he's pretty, probably yeah. safe for four or five more years. That's pretty much the prime, but though. Like a thirty-year-old lineman, yeah. yeah. But this is—he's starting to realm Still into the knows the shit now into yeah. the maybe injury-prone area of his career. Yeah, but yeah. he hasn't. He's been—he's really injury-wise. He's been pretty solid so right? far. Yeah. 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 And so. so I think we're in pretty good shape as far as depth goes. We don't know how these young players will work out. Yeah. You don't really know till they actually play, like what they're going to end up being. Right. Um, it's, I think- it's not like past Eagles, Andy Run eras, where they had like money offensive linemen deep through round two because they spent so much capital on a lineman. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's more just like good contender in the league. We're like, ah, you eat one or two injuries. Yeah, most teams aren't going to recover from that well, yeah. and the Eagles are in the same position. Yeah, I mean, we think we get we're, more than one or two. We think we're in good shape with the depth we have, but you yeah. never really know. They're a good line. Put into duty. They've been a good line for a while. You know what I mean? You can't that, really like complain a, about the line. That's a tenant of Andy Reid coming into Doug Peterson. Always the lines. The lines yep. are where it's built, and that's always why they're playoff contender. Yeah, yeah always. I mean, you even can't, though their offense is ugly to watch. And they they're like clearly hurting for skill positions every year. And but yeah. even Carson's injuries aren't the fault of that line. Do you know what I mean? It's Carson moving. I agree. I yeah. mean, I'm not even trying to shit on Carson, but I'm saying you can't be like it's not like he's getting blindsided, and that's how why he's right. getting wrecked. You know, it's and when he does get hit in those when he does get sacked, it's because the fucking wide receivers can't get fucking open. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, the fucking line's holding him back, but they can only do it so fucking long. Yeah. And then, then he gets smacked or touched. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the fucking line. Like, I've, 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 this is a good line for the most part. The hope is the introduction of speed changes everything this year. Yeah. And that's why it was such a precedence. 
So I think the line's in in good shape, uh, solid shape, depth wise. Well, you you never then, really know. And then you got to talk about Kelsey at the center. Are, you know, I mean, just the anchor, the um, the captain there, buddy. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Samalo's going to slide over, and one of those young guys is going to have to step up into guard if if that happens. I don't think they'll put Driscoll as a rookie in at center. Nope, I agree. Um, Samalo moves, so center's still adequate, but your guard situation could hurt. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, because replacing Kelsey's tough because he's just dude's a Pro Bowler. He's the For man. Real. He really is. He's the man. That's going to be a tough replacement, and I'm I'm kind of surprised. I thought maybe they'd he's snag 32. a center. I thought maybe they'd snag a center in the draft, but I they thought didn't. I thought they might do that early too. Yeah, they, there, they, there was talk. There they were a couple second quarterback there were, though. There were a couple. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that we yeah. can talk about that in our quarterback discussion next. That's right. Well, I just we want to give Kelsey props, and, and if something does happen to our sort of. Injury. Although Mike, you sent us an article about the injuries that he went through. Like, I guess every NFL guy goes through. Oh man, that's a great article. Yes. So I share that with a yeah, lot of Bo people. Yeah, Bo Wolf of the Athletic followed him for the full year. It's amazing what they suffer through. Right. Man. Like, every week he's talking to this guy. He's like, yeah, someone stepped on my someone stepped on my uh, shin, and like this isn't something that ever gets listed on the no, injury report. It's just another but level of pain. Th- this is some nonsense he's dealing with for five weeks. Yeah, man, he's a, he's a trooper, man. And then the on, our, on the just so you know, they don't have just Salamala slide up. But what they have on the depth chart for him is uh, Nate Herberg. Herberg, how do you say that man's name? You and, say him as practice squad. <laughs> gotcha. So that must mean Keegan Render is even worse. So he's probably not going to make the team. I think that's Keegan Michael Key's brother, and they just signed him to do a Key and Peele skit. <laughs> and after that, he's cut. Just yeah. riding off his brother. <laughs> so we've got a couple plugins, and we have those typical Howie draft picks of people that can play multiple positions. Like I said, there's that guy, um, uh, what's his face? Um, Driscoll from Auburn that also has played center. So he can was initially a tackle. They have the, him as project, Brandon Brooks. Correct. Project him as a guard, but yeah. also can play center. So this is a guy that can technically play all three positions that's the kind of guy they like they like the multifaceted not just a and i think that's probably why they're a little disappointed in dillard because it seems like if he he can only be a left tackle and if he's not gonna it can't be anything if he's not can't withhold withstand the uh power bull rush but this is on the coaching staff this was clear before when he was a rookie that this isn't something that just came up. This was everyone was well aware of this before he was drafted. They want they want to call into question Dillard's like love of the game. Like his mom was doing a podcast before the draft. She's like, um, Dillard didn't choose football. Football chose chose him. Like he's not he he's not a eat drink live football kind of guy. So I feel like they might not have done the requisite research for Dillard. Oh, you think he's going to be Danny Watkins? I am open to that possibility. Oh. That would be, yeah, a big swing and a miss when they needed to hit. Um, yeah. But in in fairness, Dillard sucked his rookie year in college, too, and was at a big step up in his second year. So I think Howie's kind of hoping that. Oh, we'll see. I mean, he's under that rookie contract, and he's going to get paid, so they're not going to cut him. So he's going to get a chance. If he's he's the best performer, then he's going to be the guy. 
If yeah. he's not, then somebody else will step in. But They're, the Eagles are not afraid to put the best player into – there are a lot of people that say draft capital means a lot and they'll put shitty players in just because they're drafted in a certain round. But the Eagles are not afraid to say, you're not producing, somebody else is producing better, and we'll step in. So maybe it's the Prince Tegawago or, um, you know, Driscoll or – Jones you know, good. Julian Jones good. There you go. Might be. Might be. <sighs> All right, but he, either way, the Seals on the line still going to be a stable and solid line this this Barring this injuries, yes. <clears throat> well, that's yeah, anything yeah. the Eagles, though. Unless Which, injuries. Many teams are in that same scenario. Of course. Correct. So they're going to be able to protect our quarterback, who, of course, so that brings us down to the quarterback position, and that's Carson Wentz, our... You know, he, he's the he's, guy. He's Pennsylvania, man. Look what you're going to do. He's the guy. He's the guy. Like, you didn't give him that big money contract to be, like, not the guy. I mean, you wouldn't have committed that money. That guaranteed money is a lot. Right. Carson's just keeping his seat warm. Jalen Hurts is going to come in. He's going to be Deshaun Watson meets Kyler Murray meets Russell Wilson. He's going to come in. He's going to essentially be a Cam Newton busting through linebackers. Wentz is going to get his job Wally pipped in a second when Jalen Hurts comes in on fire. I sense sarcasm. <laughs> Just a wee bit. I mean, I'm making the case as a Jalen Hurts dynasty owner. I would like this to happen. <laughs> How dare you? How fa- fair dare enough. you? I mean, I don't even I don't even know if he's the number two right away. Well, that's right. fucking weird. Oh, and the, and the, that, I hate that pick so much. The, the funny thing that's is that's the shit on the kid because, like, we all talked about last time. Like, he's a solid player at the position, but what the fuck are we doing? Spend a second round. Well, pick let's, let's talk Wentzy for a minute. Here. All right, so, let's go. Let's talk about let, why we let, love let's, Carson. Yeah, Carson. Well, he's Carson is the man. And if you look at Carson's stats last year, based on not having a speed receiver, he actually had a really good year. I mean, he just had nothing to to stretch the field. The spaces he was thrown into tight spaces the entire year, and that's really so people difficult. couldn't catch. And, and, and that's not even his skill set. Yeah, yeah. So he he. I mean, obviously, we're probably going to come off as like Wentz apologists, but I feel like the people that are not Wentz apologists are like not looking at things correctly. There's a lot of information to say that he had a really good year based on. The, the the players he was given to work with. They, they just came up short. Literally the, the, the wide worst outs, wide receiver the wide, core in the NFL. I the worst. I can't remember. And the Eagles have had stretches of having really bad wideouts. Like before the Eagles got T.O., oh. there were some serious bad stretches of horrible wideouts. Charles Johnson and fucking James Thrash and all oh, these garbage ass oh, like, trash that you're throwing in there. So they've had stretches where they've had. I remember Jason Avant was a godsend just because he could catch the ball, even though he was slow as shit. Yeah, so we we've had these, and they tried to address it with JJ Arcega Whiteside. Hopeful, we'll be hopeful, but he didn't produce last year. He did not. He did not even look. He didn't show a lot, right, to be hopeful this year for. So he um, looked bad. He looked bad. But Carson stats. Carson had a really good year based on what he had to throw to. I think so. Oh God! And all those drops. How many times did he hit them? You can't and be accountable just for drops. Him. That's a GM's fault for drafting people that can't catch the ball, right? Well, I'm sure yeah. Howie will admit I mean, his I mistakes. Mean, but look, real when he quick. threw it to guys who didn't drop it, the tight ends were like, I mean, you know, career years, man. Like, like he's he, if you can catch the ball, he'll get it to you. So I, I mean, uh, yeah, I think he's a, he's a quality 
quarterback, and I think there's no question moving forward that he's the guy, regardless of this second-round pick of Hurts. Um, uh, we'll talk about – let's talk about Sudfeld just for a second. So he's uh, most likely going to be – Apparently nobody will <laughs> – Based on experience, he's going to be the number two this year. I think – well, you can't have a rookie step in and be – I mean, that's a hard position to – For at least a few a weeks. So I think Studfeld, at least for the initial uh, season start, that he's going to be the number two. He's, um, he's, he's, he's nothing. He's he, he had a good game against the Cowboys. I think he only started one time. That was when the Eagles already clinched. I think it was two years ago. <laughs> and he had a solid game. I mean, it was like high completion percentage, no turnovers. But you don't but really. But he got hurt in preseason, right? Did I? When did he? He got hurt early last year. Yeah, which is why they well last year, yeah, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. Year, two years ago, he played in a, he a did, season-ending yeah. Cowboys game, and he had a pretty good game. Um, I think he knows the offense. I think that's the like for a coach that is dependent on winning games. I think if you have an injury to Wentz, that you probably feel more comfortable putting Studfeld in for. Oh, yeah, it's initially, absolutely, at least for a week or two. Yeah. But he's not the maybe not the long term solution. I don't think they're in love with him because they picked fucking I mean, Jalen Hurts in the clearly second not. Round. Well, I mean, he's talked about wanting to start somewhere and whether that's a reality <laughs> or not. But there are there are bad quarterback scenarios in other places, and I put the Bears up here. But like, say Trubisky is what we think Trubisky is, which is not good. Um, he and, is what we thought he was. And Foles doesn't work out. Then teams like the Bears have a need at quarterback. So do they take a flyer on a one-year? Like, I think they signed Glennon a couple of years ago to this huge-ass contract, right? So does Sudfeld get a chance? Maybe in free agency team, next year. No. With a team next year? Like, just maybe. No, I mean, Glennon was not good, and he got a chance. So, I mean... Anything's who, possible. Who's to say? So he's not the long-term future. But I'd say for now, like... Is he good enough to be the guy to fill in a week or two if Carson sure. gets like an ankle sprain or something I mean, like that? He he wasn't bad. He just got hurt. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm confused about because, Mike, you thought he should go in before Foles because I'm never going to let you forget that ever. <laughs> um, so, but I mean, Foles but, looked really bad in that Oakland game. You're not wrong. But here's he the thing, though. Like, but I mean, but like, but in, in Sudfeld looked good. Like, you know what I mean? He looked solid. Like, well, and he looked solid last year till he got hurt, right? I mean, like, in preseason, he was fucking killing people. Preseason, I don't count. For Fair enough, but he didn't look like, shitty. You know what I mean? So, what what was it about him that they're like, nah, fuck you, man, we're going for Jalen Hurts? Like, obviously, I think his ceiling is career backup. There's not a lot of tape on him. He, I mean, he's. Not super mobile. I mean, he's a little little mobile, but... Um, I don't know. Best case scenario, he's Case Keenum. All right, Mike, what did you love about him that you wanted him to start before Foles? I'll put um, it that way. The only thing I loved about him was that he was a question mark. Okay. The only thing I loved about him was the fact that I didn't see him. Fair enough. Okay. And you saw Foles being bad. I saw Foles be gotcha. bad multiple weeks in a row. And he wasn't particularly good in that Atlanta game either. No, but he... Yeah. So we think of Sudfeld as more of like a just a placekeeper for a couple of weeks if Carson gets a small injury that keeps him out for a little bit. Yeah, sure. Right now, I mean, because he, it's it, hard for you might be able to, step to in. you might be able to compare him to Coy Detmer from years ago. Oh, Coy Detmer. He, 
Does he have you hear that, that Sudfeld coin? Damn. Does he have the Who's Your Daddy dance after a t- uh, touchdown? I, mean, I have not seen throw, a good. I have not seen that dance a lot of yet. I've problem. not seen a dance worthy of that level of praise yet. That's pretty amazing. It's hard to compete with that. Honestly. Yes. Um, well, let's. I mean, the more interesting. Unless you're person. at a frat party in the '90s with Brad. Anyways. Um. <laughs> That did happen. That's I wish there for, was cell phone video of this. This is a story for another time. That's a story for another time. Anyway, so all right, so Sudfeld is number two for now. So that brings us to Jalen Hurts, number three, the second round quarterback pick, who I'm still sorting out emotionally. I think everybody's kind of sorting that out. Like I, I, we've been given explanations, but it's still they is, all suck though. They none of them make sense. Still not clear why I that mean, choice was I, made. I think it's like, very clear. I, I think it's clear in that they they don't like Sudfeld. They Why they, they? want they wanted to say that the they chose the best player available on their board, and that was the guy, regardless of whether depth or what have you at a position. That was the highest rated person on their board, and they chose it. Now that being said, did they have safeties or linebackers that could have been chosen right there that probably could have stepped in right away and been a asset? Yes. Sure. And that's why people question it. If you're going to compete for a Super Bowl this year, why are you drafting somebody that can help you this year? Especially a cornerback or a goddamn safety. I don't think you draft for this year. I yeah, think. Well, the, you, you don't think they can win this year. I don't think you make draft decisions for this year only. But you're also well, drafting but, like but what is, when is it going to work this, out, even though we gave him a lot of money. What is this choice made for? Explain some Thank logic you. from the flip yes. side. I mean, it's pretty clear they think Jalen Hurts can be really fucking good. Like, they think Jalen Hurts can be Russell Wilson. But if you can't, it's not like wideouts where you can play multiple one position. You play a quarterback. And if they just gave Carson $105 million guaranteed. I don't know how long they can get. I don't know how long this this contract is before they can get out of it. But, like... It, I listened to Joe Banner on it's Inside uh, the Birds podcast, and like he was very clear about how they were distraught over the fact that they missed out on Russell Wilson, and like they drafted Vinnie Curry over Russell Wilson because they thought they could get him later, and then they were screwed, and then they didn't. So they weren't gonna they weren't gonna draft another random D end or another you know, random safety. You know who they got instead? Right, but who's who- that? Nikki, Nikki Super Bowl winning quarterback, Nick well, Foles what, instead. Because of this, I cannot argue. Who was the quarterback when they were trying to draft? Um, when they were trying to draft Wilson, it was Mike Vick. Yeah, we have Carson Wentz now, though. That's the other thing. Like, like I mean, Vick was good at the time; he was doing all right, but he's still old and getting over the edge and. Would you have to say that in like, there? It made more sense to replace Michael Vick or to find a replacement for Michael Vick at that time than it does to find anything to replace Wentz. From. I mean, it's been two years and we haven't seen the Carson Wentz from 2017 again. And part of that may be a function of the players surrounding him. Absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like that's a that's a pretty solid contingency plan for the most pos- most important position on your roster. If either he doesn't get back to what he was when he was an MVP in 2017, or if he gets hurt again, what if Carson gets hurt again and suddenly this, uh, he's not really injury prone narrative turns into, Oh shit. He really is injury prone. Correct. I think it's a long-term perspective that neglects the ability to try to win this year. 
I don't disagree. I think that. Well, I mean, what are you doing to the kid if he is that good? You're gonna put him. I mean, Carson. All right, let's put it this way: Carson's still good. He does not get hurt. You got rid of Nick because there was controversy over who the quarterback was, and then all of a sudden you started again. Carson has a bad game. Good thing there's not fans in the stands this year because they would have been like, "Bring in Hurts." Right? Um, I, I, I can't. I will not try and defend the locker room narrative because so, I think that's. I don't think they gave proper reflection to that, and I think that's a real thing that how we ignored. So, but let's see. Carson does well though. Let's let's go the other route. Carson doesn't get hurt. He does well, and he goes back to Carson form. Now you have this kid sitting on the awesome. fucking bench. Awesome. You then had- you win. Then you win. You burn a second round pick, but you have an awesome quarterback, so you win. Unless but, your corners but, are getting fucking burned all the fucking time because you didn't take something more significant there. Like, I don't know. It's a hard it's a hard I mean this kid must have been really good. No position's more important than quarterback. I, I would agree with that, but also when they have the safeties that they have that and you have Jeremy Chin staring you in the face. Well like, when you I, can get like, Kayvon Wallace in the fourth round. <laughs> well, that that I think that when you could, can just sign Jalen Mills, who no one else wants, in, the, in that in that <laughs> particular case, like Kayvon Wallace could be something. So I'm very excited about that draft pick. He has a lot of potential, and he could end up being the the starter moving forward. We hope that he has the skill set yeah. that we think. Um, but that being said, but also linebacker, you you ignored linebacker. There was yeah. I forget what the name the the guy from Wyoming was actually seemed to be a pretty good uh, three down. I remember line, who you're talking about. A, yes, th- a three down linebacker, and they have Nate Gary and fucking T.J. Edwards, undrafted T.J. Edwards. So okay, so you could have J.K. Dobbins just in case you wanted to beef yeah, up Dobbins too. You uh, that would to beef that up would provide a crazy dynamic to the offense. That yeah. that would have been a good choice. I as mean, well. maybe Jalen Hurts is J.K. Dobbins right now. He can run. Well, here's the other question. So, okay, so you question the pick, and who knows? In the long run, maybe it's good to have yeah, somebody like, that you can think can develop into a lead but, player. Like, but it, what's his role going to be? Right. Like, is this going to be gadget or gadget plays going to come in? Is he going to be? Is it, they're going to try to taste some hill on him, or are they going to try to? I mean, I don't think so. They're just going to have him sit. I think he's basically a clipboard holder. Awesome second round pick. When you I understand that seems fucked up. But, I mean, I guess the thing is, it's like, yes, could he be, like, your Tom Brady when Drew Bledsoe goes down? But, sure. That's a possibility. But it's like, that's a weird thing to bank on with a second-round fucking pick. But Tom Brady was a six-round pick. With Carson Wentz as your quarterback, they don't quite have the luxury of being like, ah, if our quarterback goes down in the rare scenario, we're screwed. Because this rare scenario has happened every year, mm. but but in this year, he's not expected to contribute this year. So it's a it's a it's ignoring this year for the long term. See, I think I think he is expected to contribute if Wentz gets hurt. I don't know. I mean, based on them, they're not likely to throw a rookie but in. Then you're I think asking Sudfeld, a rookie quarterback. Sudfeld to go goes in before. Yeah, you're asking a rookie quarterback to go I would say for a week or two. I would say for a week or two. Until Sudfeld. I mean, they threw threw Carson in as a true rookie in week one. But this is also assuming that that Hurts is a sure thing. And Hurts actually. Oh, yeah. There there are some issues. Yeah. there's he some could, issues. We can hurts. argue with their evaluation he all we want. suck, which means burning that second round. But I'm telling you, more they think he's awesome. 
They wouldn't have spent that pick if they thought he was anything less than awesome. Sidney would... Jones. Broken, busted legs. Cindy, Cindy. I would say the things with Hurts is like. Never. So he had a long release time. He took an average of over three seconds to release a pass. So in a in the fun gun Oklahoma offense, I'm not sure. Like I, I don't know how good he can be. I mean, could he be great? Sure. You never know till a quarterback actually plays how good someone can be. But right. I have some concerns. That's a that's an offense meant to inflate stats. Baker Mayfield's not that good. A lot of people came from the Oklahoma offense quarterbacks yeah. that are not good NFL players. That's a pop gun. Uh, college offense. I agree. That leads me to my question of why the fuck Lincoln Riley is still in college and why is he not in the NFL right now? But clearly because, well, up until a few weeks ago, college was like clearly the way to go. Yeah. So I I think he has talent. I think he could be good. Um and I think he's a great pick for a team that needed a fucking quarterback, right. and we're not that team. He, I think he was a good value pick in the second round. He just wasn't a good value pick. Like if you look at the depth charts, he wasn't a good fit for the Eagles. Right. It's just so fucked up. And I mean, I and I don't. I feel bad. I feel bad for him. Do you know what oh, I mean? Right. He's supposed solid, to be a super leader, right. good person, like solid all these QB prospect, and it's like, cool, you get to go behind a fucking like all like a pro bowler who just got a giant contract, dude. Oh, who's yeah. like a legend in the town. So awesome. The the whole idea of the draft is overall criminal when you have to restrict where these guys can maintain future employment contracts at. Yes. Yes, it was bullshit. That they locked him in. Ah, oh, ah, here, here you go, kid. You can now sit the bench. We're gonna nuke future earning potential of you, and you're yeah, gonna sit like, the bench. The, the, the whole idea man. of the draft is bullshit. Well, I mean, I don't but know besides about all that, that, but like, it wasn't the draft. Someone just Philly that did that to him. But yeah, right. But I, that it's bullshit that they did that to him. But that's the way the rules are now. I would say to play devil's advocate. Um, to to kind of support Mike here. Of course you want to do that because it's the correct opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> so it is if Wentz gets hurt, so if he doesn't, it's stupid. It's no, if Wentz gets right. hurt or, or if this speed receiver proves to be not the thing and Carson doesn't uh, improve his play based on having a speed receiver and say he's just a guy. Very valid opinion. Say, say he's a, a Dalton type and he's just a guy that produces like What stats, are you saying about the Red Rocky thing, bastard? No, but what no, if I he, hear you though? What, yeah. what, what, I, I, what I compare him not? to Stafford, but I get the I get the point. What if he's not? What he if he's not? A, a dude he, who showed great promise. Like just a middle it. of the round top fifteen quarterback. If you have but been, showed great promise early, if right? You, if you have an NFL, I mean, franchise, Andy Dalton was like a top three quarterback once upon a time. Now, if you have an NFL franchise without a quarterback prospect, and somebody turns out to be average, then you're set to be eight and eight or worse, like moving forward. It just is. Oh, now a, we're going to commit a, the next 10 years to be 8 and 8 because we thought this guy could be top 3, and it turns out he's only top 12. You might as well have yeah. Jeff Fisher coaching you. Right. 8 and 8. No, Jeez. it's. it's, it's and how he's like, all right, for a second round pick for a guy that I think can be top 3. Dude, it's such a. Uh, I mean, the, keep in mind, frame this in the time frame that this happened just after the Lamar Jackson season. I guarantee you that had a, that had prospects on this draft pick. 
when you see when you see Lamar Jackson doing all the shit. Right, and and and, and they have a whole different coaching yeah, staff and philosophy Flacco, bringing that shit out of him. Wentz. Yeah, but yeah. the thing is, when you think about Lamar Jackson, the Eagles traded the pick to get Lamar Jackson. Mm. So the Eagles could have Lamar Jackson as their backup, sure. and it could have been proven to be better than Wentz. And maybe. And, Maybe that's in their thought process that they're How like, would damn, you know that, we what, just traded to pick. We could have had Lamar. Now we're stuck with Carson. We're not going to let it happen again. It's buyer's remorse. It could be that, like, just like. But how do you even know Lamar's better? Because Carson would have been starting pretty much that whole time, right? I mean, how many games did he miss last year? Now you're throwing too much context in the thing. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, that's a tough one. Because, I mean, it, I mean, I, Lamar was insane last year, but I still, there are still, still doubts on Lamar. They, they feel like they, they left themselves in a spot. If Carson were to get injured or not to be as good as they thought, they think they're in a position where they don't have to draft for the most important position. But I guess as Mike said, like, they put themselves in a position where they don't have to draft for that because they have that guy that could be elite. But you don't know Lamar Jackson was going to be Lamar Jackson until he started. That's my point. I mean, so the, I guess so. What you're saying is the they, think, they think Hertz could literally be the next Lamar Jackson. Is what you're trying to tell me? Yes, it's possible. Yes. yes. Okay. I mean, they clearly think that. That's bizarre, man. So it's, when when you when you view it from that perspective, that shit. That's just bizarre. Yes. Yeah, so I I um don't want to say I'm one way or another way on this. I think for this year it does not make sense. I think in the long term it does make sense. So it I don't that it makes could no make sense. sense. What's that? Like it's not even. It does make sense. It could make sense. Like no, if, nothing's guaranteed with the draft pick. Like well, even, Carson even the stays guy healthy, like it makes no sense. The, the other guy they selected the second is Carson of old. Say they selected somebody else in the second round. That right. person could have been a bust too. Like there's no guarantees with the draft. You, you uh, well, sure, not guaranteed with anything. So, and um, I, I kind of, and as much as I hate the Seattle Seahawks philosophy, and I know I brought them up earlier, and I'm bringing them up again, but they they kind of had the same philosophy when they drafted Rashad Penny in the first round and then still had a circle jerk fetish with Chris Carson. Yeah. They were like, we're going to spend a first round pick and one way or the another, we are going to have an awesome running back. Yeah. It's like, I don't care if it's the guy we spent the first round pick on or if it's the guy we motivated by spending our first round pick on one way or another, we're going to have an awesome running back. And I feel like the Eagles are saying, most position on the field, we are going to have we, – we really want to have a top five quarterback. If it's you, great. If it's not, we're going to move on. If you're top 15, you're not good enough. That's right. They want the top of every position, and they've identified the lines and the quarterback as the most important positions in the league, and I can't right. disagree with that. I, don't I mean, I've watched offenses sputter without wide receivers we'll for see. 20 years, so why stop now? <laughs> I mean, if we watch those fucking corners and safeties get burned the fuck all year, it might be a different situation, even if Carson is throwing like a champ. like it. Well, we had awful cornerbacks, and we got Slay this year, so we've improved the cornerback position, so we right. should be better. That's true. We'll see We'll see how he does. So, But I guess that's it. I guess we, we should wrap up here. We're getting, we're getting long. Uh, you know, even though our fans demand more, we should probably start wrapping up. We'll save more content for you. Guys. Yeah, we'll save the defense for next round. So this is like a tease. We'll just save it for the next episode. For the next episode. For All right. Next so episode. basically, our quarterback Dre. situation is Wentz is still the, the king. 
Hertz might be the truth, but who knows? He's controversial to say the least. And, and uh, Studfeld's just Mike's favorite. Mike's even though Mike loves him, he's going down. I've down switched there. to a Hertz guy. I'm not a Sudfeld guy anymore. Sudfeld's a zero. I'm a Hertz guy. You hear that, Jalen? You're probably fucked then. Yeah, just um, wait till next year when they draft another guy and Hertz just, is a zero. Just wait till the guy that uh Mike didn't like wins a Super Bowl. Okay. So that's it for us. Uh we want to thank you for listening. We want to say take care, good night, and we love you. Beers and Birds is a Lounge Legends one, production. One, free beer tomorrow and a five dollar charge for wine. Action of it, I guess. Anyway, I, I was uh, uh, <laughs> Rub One Off was always the king. I don't understand. Rub One Off is wrong. Never heard Rub never One heard on until I've today. Never heard yeah. that. I've never uh, heard Rub One that's on. I didn't either. That's and some pencil tucky shit. They, man. they looked at me with cross eyes, like I was a fucking yeah. That's pencil tucky shit. And they should be yeah. ashamed. Well, of they themselves. wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like to say that often. <laughs> this argument also happened 16 years ago, so I'm not sure it's still alive. But It's relevant, and you're still correct. <laughs> don't ever think you were wrong on that. No, you were never wrong. Uh, you should have fought that tooth and nail because you were fighting against ignorance.